Good afternoon, everybody. This is uh, Corey for the Gentleman's Coach Podcast. Um, I'm here with Mr. Albert Hartley, of course. How are you doing, Albert? I'm well. I finally got some sleep last night, so that's always good for me. All right. Uh, and, and today we actually have our first guest for the podcast. Mm, I love it, man. The first Great. guest on the show. I was so excited. Wow, wow. And, uh, and joining us joining us by phone here is Mr. Darren Riddick. Uh, Darren, do you want to go ahead and give us a little uh, little introduction on yourself? Absolutely. I'm honored to be with you guys. Um, you know, I love the team and I am a retired um, master sergeant after 26 years. I've also spent another 25 years uh, as a longshoreman in the Port of Hampton Roads, 20 of those years, which I've been a crane operator. Uh, I've been flipping homes since uh, 2010 which is delayed in which I find myself in your presence. Well, Mr. Riddick, you have, uh, you have quite the biography there. And, uh, and of course, first, we want to say uh, thank you for your service. And um, Absolutely proud, sir. Thank you. And, uh, and we're going to talk about uh, professionalism today. Uh, obviously, for Mr. Riddick's bio, he is the uh He's the, the penultimate professional. professional. Yeah. <laughs> so, Darren, let, let me start off with, first of all, I'm so excited to have you as my first guest. I think it's so cool. Oh, wow. And um, when I, when I, when we, we had some things going on a couple weeks ago, I thought you'd be perfect. So let's start off a little bit about how you came to understand what professionalism looks like and give me your definition of it. Absolutely. Well, first of all, um, it was brought to me, I think, in clarity being in the military. Sure. Um, I, I probably had my first um, I would say actions that went along those lines playing sports um, as, a, as a youth. Um, I wrestled, I ran track, and it basically comes down to two things. You know, the skill, which, which everybody will acquire through the training, or whatever it is, whether you're um, playing a professional sport or you're uh, working a job or you're legal, it doesn't matter. Everyone first has to acquire the skill, the education. Then there's the other two that are really kind of team dependent or independent, which uh, is the discipline and the commitment. To me, professionalism is not just being qualified to do a job, but it's how you apply yourself to, to try to execute it in a flawless manner, to try to execute it without hiccups or as issues arise, you have the remedy for those. And you achieve professionalism through your commitment to those things. It's not perfectionism, is it? It's not a perfectionism, is it? No. No, it's, 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 a, it's a consistent, I'm going to wake up in the morning, and it's my desire to go through my job as efficiently, as safely as possible. That's my goal every day. And that, I eliminate the areas, the errors that I run into that are kind of symptomatic of my job or, or they would be symptomatic of someone playing sports mm -hmm. or symptomatic of, of, of whoever does something for, you know as a, as an occupation so they're separate you can you can you can be employed at a professional level and not be a professional yes we see that right so I, I think you Absolutely. I think you bring up a fantastic point and 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 hidden in that in that great speech you just gave which uh, if, if that wasn't planned out, sir, I, I commend you. That was uh, fantastic. But 
I think one thing to take away from that is that it doesn't matter what the job is. It should always be done with professionalism. And I think that's something that is, that's getting lost really these days because you have these people that are like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm just a a cashier at the grocery store. I'm just a, a this, or I'm just a that. And it's like, this is your livelihood. This is your job. So you got to be here anyway, do it professionally and don't get down on yourself and don't let your, don't let your employer, your team down because you personally look down on your job. Absolutely. Darren, I have a question for you. Yo, you going to add something? Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. And if I might add, you know, we all do something professionally to sustain our livelihood and things of that nature. But just like you said, we all want to desire, we all desire to make more money. We all desire to be in a better place. And it's only through <laughs> someone observing your professionalism, your desire to to want to dot the eyes, and we call it paying attention to detail in the military. Absolutely. That 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 you're recognized for these higher positions. You we, and you got some people that will just like you said, I'm only this. So they only that that's the bar. So 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 the expectation. Of, of getting more, which comes through the responsibility and pay, that you don't set you don't set the tone to be acknowledged for more. Right. So, Darren, tell me something. Darren, tell me something. How many different jobs have you have you had? Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> let's go through that from your youth on. Let's go through the different types of jobs you've had until you landed in, in, where you wanted to. Absolutely. My first job, I was 13 years old. I pulled weeds at Lee Mac, which was a nursery on Queen Street in Hampton. Nice. My second job, my, my, my second job in the summertime. Yeah, it was Blake. My, my second job, I, um, I worked um, for, uh, I worked for Wendy's. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I worked, I worked at Bernie's. It was a restaurant attached to the Holiday Inn. In Hampton, right by the Coliseum. I know where you're at. That's old. You now you're dating yourself. You're dating yourself a little bit. You you remember that? You remember that? Restaurant? I remember Bernie's. Yeah, man. I, I was I was a dishwasher at Bernie's, mm-hmm. and I left Bernie's, and um, I I went to um, Wendy's right after I graduated high school. I held Bernie's while I was in high school, and then after I graduated high school, I I went I worked at Wendy's, and my intent was just to work the summer job. Because when everybody went back to school, I had already uh, been signed up for the for the uh, for the army. So I was that was going to be my summer job, just the same. And but what ha- I remember what happened was I had got a job working as a a helper with uh, with someone who was a Billy James company. Billy James company installed um, tire and vinyl floor, and his son was responsible for the video. I don't know if you remember no crossover. Mm-hmm. No crossover with, with Alan Iverson. Mm-hmm. He was responsible for that video. His son was. So I worked for Billy James, who passed away, who was the who was the father um, to the guy who did that video. Um, of course, after then I went into the military. After I came out of my active duty, I worked as a maintenance, an assistant maintenance guy at Fort Eustis. No, Fort at Fort Monroe. At Fort Monroe, and I, um, I went, to, I went back to school, and my major was uh, math science. So I got a job at the shipyard when they 
did an evaluation of my of the math courses I had taken in, in E85, which is the RADCON, it's the ra it's radiological controls. Um, because of my math background, I, I worked there for a couple of years. Then I got a, a job with Bartlett Nuclear at, um, at, a, at a nuclear plant in Perry, Ohio. And I was the only thing, I was the youngest senior monitor coming from that group that they have from Newport News that made senior monitor upon my uh, first job there because of the, uh, the scores uh, on our, we, we test, they pay you to test there. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, my scores uh, allowed me to go to become a senior monitor. From there, um, I actually left that job and I came back home and I delivered pizza and I caught corners, which is, uh, what the term that they use when you work on the port, but you're not union member yet. Mm -hmm. I was called a scab. I, I caught corners in 92. And from there, um, I continued to do that, catch corners. Um, as, a, as I went to college, Christopher uh, Newport, until I got my port number in 95. All the while, I was still uh, reserved. I was still in reserves. I came off of active duty in 88. So everything... That went on there i did also while i was in the reserves um let me see i'm, I'm up to longshoreman okay so then i i stayed in the, in the military and i did my longshoreman thing um all the way up until 2013 and and in that in those years with the military i did four uh tours i did two tours to kuwait and iraq during oef oif um, I did my, my final tour, my probably my most senior level tour at Transcom at Scott Air Force Base, which is a joint force basis of all the military uh, components. And, and, and that's the central headquarters for um, movement of equipment as it goes from sea to, to land, which would incorporate both Navy and Army and, you know, and, and the movement of personnel which would incorporate the Air Force if we had to fly. So, so it was a Joint Forces headquarters where the movement of the site from Iraq to Afghanistan was headquartered. And I was a senior NCO um, in sending up, you know, various information to the, to, to the uh, appropriate channels for updates. Okay. And, and then um, you finished that and you came back yeah. home? Absolutely. I came back home uh, from, from, from Scott and I retired from the uh, Army in 2013, September. And my, my employment from that particular time has been flipping homes and uh, operating as a crane operator uh, with the uh, Longshore. So here's what I find completely fascinating about that list. That was a, that was a hell of a list. I, yeah, exactly. I feel like I need to get to work. Yeah, you do, Corey. We've, all, we've discussed that. You need to get to work finishing that book I gave you six months ago. But anyway, one is riveting. Darren, what I'm what I'm finding too is that you didn't stop at pulling weeds. Oh no. But let me ask you a question: Is it the same level of professionalism pulling weeds as it was as being NCO? The commitment is. There you go. Talk the about that. Commitment to what? The commitment. Commitment to, to for one, myself. I, I'm, I'm being paid to do something. 
and I don't like my, I, I don't have my name beside anything that represents me and be lackluster. Well, let me add something to that because that's that hit a nerve with me. I told somebody, I'm not doing this for you. The way I handle myself, I'm doing this for me because Absolutely. it's it's my standard. And I think this is lost. And I don't want to sound like an old man, but I think this younger generation doesn't hold themselves to a principal standard that's separate from themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and part of that is because culturally it's a problem. You go out for, for any business and it used to be you had to complain if you got bad service. Bad service is so prevalent now that the good service stands out, which is why I love you, which is why I love my Hartley group. <laughs> which is why I love my Hartley group. I've had other attorneys. I know the procedures. I know the anticipated actions and calls or lack of calls, I should say, and and, and, and the lack of information and, and whatnot. And and I I know when I see something different. Mm. Mm. And you know, it's funny. I, I What I like about what you said about your, your jobs is perfection is not the goal. See, I, I tell clients, listen, I'm yeah. not perfect. I, I I can't be perfect. I'm going to drop the ball and it doesn't always work. But you got to strive to a consistent standard beyond it. It's funny. One of my, my first jobs, my father's a contractor. Okay. And, and one of the things he used to do is I used to clean all the houses and that probably started when I was eight or nine years old. And one of the things you got to realize is that on a job site, people urinate all over the place. Right. Right. Well, right. my dad said, don't drink anything you see around here. I'm like, oh, okay. Right. And I didn't realize. So my first job was cleaning up other people's urine. Right. That was my first job. In bottles. Yeah. Bottom. And I'm like. Yeah, I, 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 have, I have little stuff like that because I flipped the house. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I feel you. My dad's like, you're never too big to, and never too educated, too big, too important to clean the urine. Absolutely. And so, but. He taught me that when the house is clean, he used to say this phrase, is it acceptable to you? Right. Not is it acceptable. Is it acceptable right. to you? That's a that's a hell of a question. Right? Because that Absolutely. makes you think. And and, and so Absolutely. right, and you know how many times at Wendy's or at this or at that, it, it, the question isn't is it acceptable? No, no, is it acceptable to Darren? Is it acceptable to Master Absolutely. Sergeant Reddick? Absolutely. And so one of the things that's interesting about your conversation here, I want you to talk about this. Let's talk about the concept of, I think, a closely related cousin to professionalism is credibility. Right. How do you get credibility? Credibility is from consistently displaying that your actions are both honorable and with, 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 with good intent. They will create in the minds of those who see you, the credibility. That, that intent, that intent's important, isn't it? Right, because you can drop the ball, but but a person knows based on the scenario and your reputation, mm. whether or not to give you grace or to bring in punishment. All right, so Darren, let me ask you a question. So when you say intent, that's a big, big thing for me because you can do the right thing with the wrong intent. Absolutely. Is there something that's happened that you know in your life where you're like mm, that's that doesn't work for me because the intent around it is negative? Can you give an example of that? I put, right. I'm putting it on the spot. Mm. Wow. I I I, hon I honestly 
I honestly try not to because with 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 friends and family, I mean, I have good intentions for both. It's at my core to give. So I would have to think about a scenario that upset me to put me in a mindset to do something that was less than, you know, credible or, or, or fair, even on, even on my job. Well, let me give you an example of something that I think happens a lot of times with gentlemen and men, especially. Okay. There are times when your intent can overshadow the act. For example, okay. you can be honest with a negative intent. Because you can be yeah. honest to try to hurt someone or embarrass someone, but th- it doesn't mean it's not true. Right. It just means the right. intent. So, so what I what I think is important. One of the things about being a professional is you got to know when to shut your damn mouth. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And so I struggle I, with that. I do too. I struggle with that too. Right. Okay. And absolutely. You, but the truth will set you free, but it'll hurt you right. too. Absolutely. So when now I get my, in, my mom used to say. <laughs> She said sometimes it's more important to be sensitive than right. Mm. Now, see, that goes to intent, right? That that right. that admonishment is an intent admonishment, right? So here's what I think is funny. I think culturally, people have taken the lying as an acceptable act because they want to protect people. Right. That is not a professional thing to do. No. But it's not. you can use the truth as a weapon, and that is also what, what I think is an, a negative intent. And so I think one of the things that you started to talk about credibility, intent, and professionalism, one of the most important things that a gentleman can do is to know when to restrain themselves from speaking things that may be hurtful, but also could be right. truthful. Absolutely. Now, in, in a job Absolutely. scenario, you probably deal with that all the time in leadership. Does that strike in, in anything to you? It's important, it was, it's important in, the, in the military because you have diverse backgrounds. You have diverse races. You have the, 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 the different genders, and 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 you have to order your words. You have to you have to use your word choice is important. Um, Why is that, Darren? Tell me that. Why is that? Why is it important? Because I, I I totally agree with you. Because, well, it's not just what you're saying that you that that you're registering. They're not just reading what you say. Mm-hmm. They're they're also receiving the energy and the emotion that what you're saying invokes. Yes. So 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 if if you don't select your words carefully, and sometimes I talk just like this, because I want to make sure that what I say accurately goes there, but doesn't offend. And people see they see when that effort's being put forward, and they know when you don't. They know when you run off at the mouth and, 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 and you're aimlessly fired. And we know about folks doing that, too. Yes. And, and one of the things that I, Corey has been working for me now almost about a year, and you know me for a long time. Absolutely. What, what is one of the gift sets that I have, which I, I don't know how to teach this, but one of my friends, one of my, one of my girlfriends said, Albert, I've never heard anybody who can give somebody so brutal the information and they love you for it. Are you just, you're just right. brutal. <laughs> Right, and it's like, and, and Corey right. seen me do this, and you know, right? And I said, well, the, the reason for that is because they know I love them. If and yeah. so, I, I want to talk about how professionalism and and really having a heart to love people is so closely related. Wow. I want you to speak to that. Wow, um, 
The only thing I can really relate to that is like with my kids. Mm-hmm. Because I have to I have to give them the truth in terms of what they present in the world at their job, their in their profession. I can't sugarcoat the expectation of the world. Yet yet I don't I can't I I, I don't want to crush them or crush their spirit taking those steps to get there. So um that that that's the only thing it reminds me of is that like I said, I have your 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 word choice, your selection is important. And you have to re- sometimes you just have to emphasize to them before you even get into the topic how much they mean to you. Yeah. Let me also you look, you my baby. You my baby, but right. look, man, we can't do it like this. Oh, look, baby girl, look. <laughs> Right. I, I think this is also important. So I grew up, I went to Indian River High School, and Indian River is a very diverse culture, a lot of Absolutely. different, and and I, I was, um, I'm happy and proud to say that at Indian River High School, I we didn't struggle with some of the racial tensions that other places struggle right. with. Right. Okay. Absolutely. Um, I'm still mad that, you know, some of the girls there wouldn't date me, but that's not because I was white. That's just because other things. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe <laughs> So, but one of the things is, I think a part of professionalism that I that I think you mentioned slightly about how to say things is that I, I, I can't speak to an experience that I haven't experienced, right? Right. So I have a lot of African-American friends, male friends. Okay. I, I don't know what it's like to be an African-American male because, Absolutely. because well, one of my friends, Cirillo, always says, Al, you've been passing for 45 years. The reality of it is <laughs> I'm Caucasian, and I, my right. experience with the world is not the same as an African-American man's experience with the world. So, so it means Absolutely. I have to say the truth of something in, in the context, not, not lie, but say it in context. Like this is, the, this is what I'm seeing. Tell me how you've been successful in doing that in different cultures and diverse backgrounds there. Oh boy! And that's a big well, question. But put you on spot. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I'm black. Blacks identify, and I'm, I'm really black. I'm definitely <laughs> black. You know what I mean? And then, then, then I was skinny. So, so, so I'm, I'm the unfavor. I, I had to be on my toes in terms of intelligence and 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 the wisdom that the Most High gives me because. From them two strikes, I was already the, the, in, in the back of the list. So, but when I speak to black folks, they they know that my story is there. So that part is easy. Mm-hmm. That that part is easy, and 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 and, and, and they receive what I say because they know that my that I didn't travel a different path. So so that's a comfort area for me as it relates to. Speaking to blacks, they know that that this is home for me too. I'm not telling them about anything that doesn't directly affect me, or or, or I haven't, you know, been directly impacted by. Um, but, but when you speak, go ahead. Dan, I was just going to say, but but most of your career, and I and I've been with you and watched you. You interact with a variety of group of people, mostly, That's frankly. Right. I mean, let's just be frank. African Americans make up about twenty two percent of the population. So if you go war into the world, right. you, you you can't just you're not going to just deal with people of your experience, background, and color, race, Absolutely. and creed. You, so so what I'm saying is you 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 said you were you're black man, 
what are, what are right. some of the things you've done in order to speak to a diverse group of populations that was unique to how you saw the world? Wow. <laughs> well, like I said, from, from, at, at some standpoint, you know, it doesn't really matter what your race is, your track record and what you do and how you speak to people at, at other times all, all come into scope, all come into play when you, when you deliver whatever message you're getting. So I, I, try, I, try to, I try to speak about something intelligently. I try to be um, uh, clear in terms of being able to be followed and, and, and uh, with the exception of language barriers, mm -hmm. I have no problem getting my point across to anyone. Well, let me ask you a question now. Let me ask you a question because I have some African American friends who are very professional, and they they complain about being being accused of being white, of acting white. Uh, have you ever been accused of that? I ain't never been accused. I, I ain't never been accused of that because, <laughs> and, and and once again, there's a time and place for everything. So, I my demeanor is not the same in given a military briefing as it would a gathering of men and we're talking about personal things. Right. My, 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 what doesn't change is, 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 is how I mentally process. But my delivery, depending upon the forum, is varied. That's varied. Right, because that's a professional assessment, isn't it? Absolutely. 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 That, 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 that's, that's going right back to being sensitive to your audience. Right, right. So it might be all female. There's something. I'm, there's some things I'm going to have to do different. If it's all female, it's going to be different. If it's if it's diverse cultures and diverse, um, it's it's going to be different. If it's all you know low income, you know. Yes. Because because <laughs> the expectation and and the and and the credibility, you know. So here's an aspect as good as you can relate to. Yeah, and here's an aspect of that that I want to speak to, and that is when you one of the things as a professional, and I'm really I'm talking about professional because one of the things I taught my girls is that to be successful, you have to be professional. Absolutely. Meaning that people have to have a predictability in your behavior and your outcome, that you're a reliable, Absolutely. trustworthy, credible human being. And one of the ways to do that is you're professional. It's not professional talking about your personal life at work, it's right. not professional to get hung up on things you shouldn't get hung up on. And it's also not professional to be disingenuous. And what I mean by that is Absolutely. just because you have to change your, for your audience doesn't mean you have to lack sincerity, transparency, and authenticity. Absolutely. And that's Absolutely. the challenge when you change groups to, to maintain that. Right. That's right. a tough thing to do. And it, it, I have not always been successful at that, right? Well, I, I, like I said, it boils down to three things with me. I try to – because – those are the other little nuances that play into professionalism overall. It's the skill, first acquire the skill, which is the education or, or, or whatever it is to do to, to be a master of your craft. And then it's a commitment that you make that I'm going to do this thing flawlessly. Or my attempt every day is to do this thing flawlessly. And the discipline, it requires discipline to stay on that beaten path. You, you, you. You, you will acquire or you become professional with those attributes. Now, Darren, I, I have a question for you. Um, did you – this has been very impressive to listen to. 
Um, I'm usually a chatterbox on this thing, but I've been really sitting back here and listening to you. Um, is is this where you is this mindset? Is this this ability to be professional and to 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 be so successful as you've been? Is this something that was instilled in you as a as a young person by a family member, or was this no. or was this something that you had to develop to survive? It was, it was it was more it was more of the latter. Gotcha. I, I went into play sports, and I was skinny, and I was black. So, <laughs> it, 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 you, you know, it, it's like when you're small, you're always challenged anyway. Right. Now, the one thing that my mom did was she put me in wrestling. And I wrestled all the way up through high school. You know, matter of fact, it, it, it was such a team sport. I want to get off of that. But anyway, <laughs> I wanted to win. Right. I wanted to, be, I wanted to be the best at whatever it was I was doing. At some point, I didn't like falling behind someone else. And nothing's worse than losing something and knowing you could have, that you personally could have done better. Yeah. That's the worst loss you take. That there's nothing wrong with losing and knowing you laid it all out. You put it all on the line. You can live with that. Nothing's worse than losing and knowing you had the aptitude, you had the capacity to do better. Well, listen, Darren, I, I I I had high expectations for this podcast today. You have exceeded them, my friend. Oh, thanks. I I, uh, thanks. I value you so much. You know, every time we have an interaction, we cover the gambit of of um, of professional interaction. But I think you and Absolutely. I have developed a friendship too, which I, I value so Absolutely. significantly. And um, you're you, I, today could not have been. I learned a lot today, man, and I, I really appreciate you so much for taking Absolutely. your time and giving it to us today. Thank you. Thank you. And we uh, we definitely we want to have you back on again, for sure. Yeah, whenever you <laughs> want to get back on, if you got something you want to talk about, whether it's flipping houses or something like that, and you want to Indeed. get on the get on the gentleman's podcast, you just let me know, and we'll make sure we, we get you on here. Absolutely. Sounds great. All right, All right Mr. Riddick. Well, thank yeah. you again for uh, for coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Indeed. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. All right, you see what I'm saying, Darren Riddick, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Darren, I mean, just, just such a, I mean, that resume, man, that resume is so strong. When he was going through that resume, and he got to, I, I, I can't even keep up with it. He got to one point, he was like, "That was 1992." I was like, "We're only up to 1992." Yeah. So what? And so let me let me also just finish out by saying how much, um, it's so much fun for me to to take the opportunity to have a client come on who's been so generous and strong. And, you know, he said such positive things about my my business and my firm and my team. But the reality of it is I love learning from somebody. He gave some Absolutely. great tips. So if you've got an opportunity, to listen, that's, that is applicable to everybody on the planet. Absolutely. And so one of the steps toward being a, a, a gentleman is to be professional. God damn ready. What a great job. So, Corey, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for getting this put together. And Yeah, I, I'm really glad it all works out. Um, and I was happy to sit back and, uh, and just let him talk because uh, he is he's impressive yeah. for sure. Um, one thing I wanted to mention uh, before we go, uh, this won't go up until next week because we kind of we kind of bank an episode to kind of give us some time if something comes up. So this is going to go up next week. So it'll be too late. But. Uh, we actually have our first webinar today. Uh, we're doing a webinar series, um, and more information will be out right now. Just uh, pay attention to our Facebook and our Instagram accounts. Um, I'm posting all the info. Um, so keep an eye out for that. We're going to have more on that later. Also, uh, we have a long-term care seminar coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, this is November 13th. 
at uh, at one o'clock, I believe. Um, again, all that information is on is on our Facebook page and our Instagram account, and it'll it'll be coming more. But um, it is at the Town Bank branch, uh, the Greenbrier branch. Are we live so, streaming that? Are we going to try to live stream uh, that? We're going to try to. I'm, I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to work out logistics of that. But if not, I think we're going to do a, a webinar on long-term care at some point. Um, and God damn right, man. I'm so jazzed yeah, up. Yeah, it, it is. I'm, I, I feel like I'm, I need to go and get to work. <laughs> um, but that being said, if, if long-term care is something you are interested in and want to talk to us, and you can't make the webinar, or, or sorry, the seminar, uh, give us a call. We would be happy to sit there. Or email and, us or post or yeah, whatever. absolutely. So, uh, as always, remember to like, share, uh, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff so you can uh, keep up with the fun. And uh, and we will see you next week. All right, guys. Keep killing it. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks a lot, everybody. Bye.